the efforting, the action is really about sitting with your new belief systems and trusting and knowing that your good is available for you. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello and welcome to Connect Back In. It's Morgan King, your host. I appreciate you being here as always, taking time to listen. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about redefining effort. So if you are someone who identifies as action-oriented, work hard, play hard, Maybe the word burnout is in your vocabulary and you're very familiar with doing the sacrifice, the struggle, the action, the effort. Um, This was me. And so whenever I would hear this word, even in the spiritual context, like um, Tony Robbins uses the language massive action, it would bring up a lot of fear within me because this was a part of myself that I was really trying to shift away from. And I still held the belief that this struggle, this type of effort, action, sacrifice was required in order to receive what it is that I wanted in my life, that I had to be in control, that it took hours, it took physical action, took physical effort. And so I would listen to certain spiritual concepts and processes, and they would talk about, like, the biggest one for me that's coming forward right now is the law of attraction. I talk about manifestation, the law of attraction, a lot on this podcast. And this is a universal law. Whether you subscribe to it or not, it is true, it is real. Um, A great way, analogy to explain this that a lot of people use is the law of gravity. Whether you are aware of it or not, or maybe you don't understand how it works. It doesn't matter. It's it's true. It's a universal law. And the law of attraction is like energy attracts like energy. And so like a good way of explaining this that Abraham Hicks uses a lot is birds of a feather flock together. Um, the better it gets, the better it gets. The worse it gets, the worse it gets. Um, it's kind of this idea that Whatever we focus on in our reality, whatever we give our attention to, wherever the energy is, we are vibrating at a certain frequency. Everything is energy. Everything is frequency. And you then attract that same frequency back to you. And so not really diving deep into the law of attraction, one of the elements of it, so just the quick step-by-step process is you ask, so you have a desire through contrast, you experience something that you don't like. So that brings forward something that you desire. So for example, you are having a lack of financial abundance. You are having trouble finding a partner. You're having trouble getting healthy or losing weight. 
Um, You come across someone who's rude. So in all those experiences of contrast, you discover what it is that you desire because of something that you don't desire, okay? So you want to lose weight. So now you want to get healthy. That's the thing. And when you focus on getting healthy and the energy and the frequency of that, so you ask through contrast. Number step two is it is given. It's always given no matter what. You can be, do, have anything that you desire in this world. But step three, which is the most challenging part of it, is um, being in the receiving mode. So being in the allowing. We all believe that we have to earn our good, and it couldn't be further from the truth. That actually detracts us from receiving the very thing that we want is because we get in the way. And an element of being in this receiving mode, so step three is receiving and allowing, is action. And when I would hear this, I'd be like, oh, shit, I have to do that thing I don't want to do. I'm scared. I don't know how to be a healthy action person (laughs) because what it looks like for me is um, waking up early, like working out, eating healthy, doing the meditations, doing all the spiritual practices, then checking email, then doing a lunch meeting, then going from place to place and just checking things off of a list being very distracted, not being present to my life, and then feeling as though at the end of the day, even though I'm exhausted physically because I did so much that I didn't accomplish enough. And this really stems from the idea, the identity that I am not enough, I'm not whole, I need to accomplish in order to be whole, and this is an unhealthy cycle. And I practiced this for many, many years. So it was a pattern, it was a deeply ingrained pattern. And so once I discovered, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, I had to discover what my new pattern was going to look like and putting forth practices to support myself with that. But when I would hear, like I said, in these spiritual, like whatever it was, a podcast, a presentation, I would sign up for coaching, whatever, and they would talk about action, I would immediately clench up because I just didn't know how I was going to apply action in a healthy way. And this brings me to a point here that if we don't set up a plan for how we're going to change a deeply ingrained pattern, it's really hard to shift. So what we'll either do is we stay where we are, we don't do anything because we're so fearful that we'll fall back into our old pattern, or we just fall back into our old pattern. So What you need to do is set yourself up for success by creating a plan. So this is kind of, I kind of have two different messages here in today's podcast episode, is it's redefining effort and then developing a path forward to support yourself in this process of redefining what action, what effort looks like. Okay, so kind of going back to the first part of it is shifting the way in which you see effort, the way in which you see action is it's not physical. It's not doing the thing, taking the step in most cases. The biggest shifts, the most challenging effort is changing your inner world. And what I mean by this is your identity which is how you see yourself, your story about who you are in this world, how others view you, how you view yourself, your thoughts and beliefs, 
And then that ultimately drives your action. So Jim Fortin has a great podcast. I think it's called the Jim Fortin Podcast. And he talks about the be, do, have. And what this is, is essentially you have to change who you are on an identity level, which then comes from changing your thoughts and beliefs so that you can create the action which will ultimately drive the results that you're looking for in your life. A lot of us don't do that step And that's why we fall back into our patterns of, let's say, attracting a partner that doesn't respect us or, um, again, kind of going back to the three things. I feel like it's always finances, relationships, and health. So whatever those things look like to you, you're like, I just keep falling back into these old patterns. Well, it's because you're not shifting your identity which is driven from your thoughts and beliefs, the story you tell yourself about who you are. Because no one is inside your head saying these things to you. These are learned, repeated thoughts that we say to ourselves over and over and over again, which create the story of who we think we are. So for example, I can never meet a good man. I always have trouble with relationships. I don't know how to get healthy. I don't know how to eat healthy. I don't know how to exercise. I don't have time to exercise. That is an identity. These are stories that we are choosing to tell ourselves, and then we act on that versus I create time. I choose how to spend my time. It's my choice, and it is a priority for me to exercise. I always make time to exercise. Now, a person with that identity, with that story, then creates time to exercise. But there's this this grace period, if you will, where you shift your thoughts and belief systems from those that don't serve you, that are fear-based, they're learned, they're from your past, maybe your family, you learned it from your family, you learned it from society, whatever it is. You're finally recognizing, okay, these thoughts and beliefs aren't serving me. I don't like the results I'm seeing. I don't like that I'm overweight. I don't like that I'm in shitty relationships. I don't like that I don't have money, right? So when we come across those moments in our lives where we're like, okay, I'm over this, then we're open and willing to see things differently. And it starts by, okay, what am I believing or what am I thinking about myself or telling myself about this circumstance that isn't supporting me? Where is my identity wrapped in this, which is then creating the results in my life? So if you are trying to create more financial abundance, there are just, the thing that's challenging about this is there's so many, not challenging, but it's kind of like overwhelming in a sense. It's like, there's so many resources out there available to all of us for free to help us shift the way in which we see ourselves. But the key here is you have to give yourself permission and be open and willing to change. That is why, like with coaching, I'm also a holistic life coach. I've mentioned that on the podcast before. I cannot convince anyone to work with me. That just doesn't work. It sets up a false premise from the start because they have to be ready 
they're only the coaching session is only as effective as their willingness to shift and be open and willing to see things differently. If I try and convince them, and then I try and convince them to change, I try and convince them, right? And they don't want to, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to piss them off. It's going to piss me off. And it's a waste of everybody's time. But when someone is like, you know what? I've made the decision. I'm no longer going to live my one and only life like this. I am done with relationships that are painful. I am done looking at my bank account and having fear. I am done not feeling good in my body. Because once that decision is made, that line in the sand occurs, once the student is ready, the teacher appears. And there, all, like I said, there's just so many resources out there. And it's fr- like free. I mean, if you want to work with a coach, great. But you don't even have to. You could go on YouTube. You can use Audible. There's so many books and people have so much passion around sharing this because when you find this nugget of wisdom, that it isn't about changing anything out there. It's not about manipulating people or trying to make everything perfect out here, meaning like in our physical world. All it is is changing our inner world, our consciousness, our identity of who we are and how we see the world. And then everything on the outside starts to shift. So the effort, the action is not writing the emails. I mean, that might be part of it, but the biggest piece of this is starting to create patterns that are supportive of the new identity, the new thoughts, and the new beliefs that you've created for yourself. Okay. So... A question to help create this pattern and bring to life this effort of what this looks like is whether you vision or don't, starting to imagine or feel into the emotion of your ideal self, your highest version of you. I have vision meditations on this podcast Go on the Google, type in vision meditation, and I bet 10 million results will show up. There is not a lack of resources out there. (laughs) So find a vision meditation or something that can allow you to connect with the version of you that has it all. And getting as specific as you can in your mind to connecting to those emotions of that version. So that version of me is free, she's confident, she is calm, she's happy and joyful, she trusts life, she trusts herself, she has courage, she has patience, she loves herself, she loves everyone around her, she sees us all connected as one, she doesn't see herself as separate from another, She believes in an abundant universe that's always providing for her. She knows that she's not fully in control. She's a participant. These are the beliefs that this version of Morgan holds. The one that I perceive as like the end-all be-all having arrived. And my goal in my lifetime is assuming 
that I, I am her. I already am her. That's one of my affirmations. I already am her. And it's giving myself to permission to assume that identity, to create that as my story so that I show up in this world and the effort and action I take is from this version of me. So after you've asked yourself, what does this version believe about themselves and about the world? Write this down. This exercise is unbelievably powerful. If you've never done it before, you will experience emotions that are euphoric. And that is like, that is the feeling we're after, right? So now the term I have written on my notes here is where the rubber meets the road is now assuming she's out in this world, right? She's living life. If this version of me believes that we're all one, she doesn't believe in criticism. She doesn't believe in judgment or comparison. She knows that that's not supportive. But I am a human being. I have patterns of criticizing, of judging. And while they have been worked on immensely and I've had a lot of effort and action to completely retract this, it still comes in time to time. It's very, it's not often though. It used to be 24-7. Everything that came out of my mouth was a criticism or a judgment against the world, against other people, against myself. So while it happens very rare, it still happens. But I don't act on it. And that is the effort. So for example, if this version of Morgan believes in that we're all one and all love, I don't judge, I don't criticize, right? When a thought comes to me, I see someone or I see something happen and a judgment comes forward, the action and effort is I don't say it. I shift my attention elsewhere. Okay, cool. That's a thought. Thinking of it as a wave in the ocean and just letting it pass by, just pass through. I don't share it with anyone. I don't bring more focus or attention to it, and it just kind of dissipates. At first, when you start implementing on the identity and thoughts and belief system of your higher self, that is very challenging to do. Your inner critic, your ego, wants you to say the criticism so bad. (laughs) It wants you to judge because it's a pattern. It's something that you're familiar, you're used to doing it. And while it doesn't serve you, you cannot judge yourself into happiness or joy. It always makes you feel like shit. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. But for some reason, because it's familiar, it's like an old pair of pants that doesn't fit you anymore, you do it. And if you don't set yourself up to develop new patterns, you will either do nothing, like I said, or you'll default back into that old pattern pretty quickly. So there's kind of two parts to this is, so you develop my higher self, this new identity, these new thoughts and beliefs. Like what does this version of me believe about money, about health, about relationships? Like just writing down everything that you can about your higher self, okay? And then 
I do think it's very important to create affirmations then from there that you can believe in that feel good to you. I have a whole episode on affirmations and developing that. And then where the rubber meets the road is the effort and action required to create these affirmations, these beliefs, these thoughts as now your truth in the world. So if you have a pattern of judging people and saying those things out loud or gossiping or criticizing or whatever, you are going to say to yourself, the next time I have a thought, so you're preparing to develop a new pattern, you're creating a plan, the next time I have a thought that is about criticism or judgment, I am not going to say it out loud no matter how much I want to. No matter, even like maybe someone next to you says it and you're like, oh God, I just want to engage in this gossip. I want to judge this person. <laughs> you are not going to no matter what. And you commit that to yourself. And over time, you will create a new pattern. And not only that, but those judgments and criticisms will just go away because it's not something that you do. It's like, if you're a non-smoker, you don't smoke. You don't think about smoking. It's not even a thing for you because that's your identity. You're a non-smoker. It's not in your wheelhouse. And it's the same thing with judgment and criticism. Okay, so financial abundance. If you and your higher self, which I imagine you are, Someone that believes in financial abundance believes that they are worthy of wealth, that money flows, that money is easy to come by. Look up money affirmations that are supportive, that you want to believe in. And then where the rubber meets the road is implementing those in your daily life. Not saying that's too expensive for me not talking bad about people who have money. Like assuming the energy of the version of you that believes in financial abundance, when you go to pay a bill online, you're excited. It feels good. You trust that when you pay that bill, it's going to come back to you multiplied. And while the intricacies of all these little things are going to take time to develop and the blueprint is yours, you create it, you can gather information from podcasts like this, from coaches, from affirmations, from people you want to model what their belief systems are. What do they believe when they pay their bills? What do they believe about when they look at their checking account, right? If you're trying to assume financial abundance, what does that version of you believe in? And creating this blueprint doesn't happen overnight. It's baby steps. But over time, you develop this intricate blueprint of the higher self version of you, how they assume life, and then you take action and effort on that. And it is energy. It is your consciousness, it's your identity, and your thoughts and belief systems. It isn't necessarily going out there and hitting the pavement. So for example, for myself, for real estate, oh my gosh, 90% of it is mindset. Because if I know I'm successful, if I know I'm a good real estate agent, if I know that clients are ready and available for me, I show up energetically different. I take different action. And when clients aren't coming my way, the effort and action 
is trust. Because I have to believe that what I'm doing is enough. Where the old version of me, the effort and action is, I'm not getting clients. I got to hit the pavement. I got to grind. I have to be doing more. That's what so many of us are taught is if it's not working, I need to get involved, roll up my sleeves, take control, effort, work 30 hours every two days. (laughs) Like that is what we've been told. And can you just sit back for a minute and be like, that cannot be why we're here. Like, isn't that ridiculous, that thought? But these are just belief systems and thoughts and patterns that we've been told, that we've assumed. And until we look at them and say, wait, that can't be the only way it works. There has to be another way. And then assuming a new identity, a new thought and belief pattern, watch how your life begins to change. And it It's not easy. Sitting and trusting that what I'm doing is enough and really affirming that by not taking more action is very uncomfortable because I have these deeply, it's not so much anymore, but it was for a very long time because I was developing new patterns. The higher self version of Morgan knows that what she's doing is enough knows that whatever she has time for is enough. She doesn't have to pack it in and struggle and burn out and overexhaust herself. Once I started to truly believe that what I was doing was enough, it was. And that belief system, inner world, consciousness, identity, thoughts, and belief system then drew to me clients in miraculous ways, because what I was doing was enough. I hope this is landing because this is life-changing. And I think so much of the world is teaching us the steps of the physical world things to do. And majority of it is sitting in the discomfort of our old patterns So believing that our life partner is out there for us, what that looks like is not going on dates with people that are a bad fit for us. There might be a fear, an old pattern in you that says, you need to take what you can get. There might not be another man out there for you. And you say, no, no, I don't operate from that way anymore. I'm going to trust that my partner is out there for me. And that is scary because you have to trust. And let go of that fear and know that your partner is out there for you. And the minute that you truly believe and you act on that, that effort of not going on the date with that person in fear of the fact that you might be alone, which is not true. You're not. Everyone has someone if you want it. Is this making sense? Like not doing the thing because it's comfortable because it's an old pattern, because that's just going to continue to create the same results in your life. If you want to make changes, you have to develop new patterns. And this comes from a new identity, the version of you, what do they believe? And watch how the universe shows up for you. The energy that creates the entire world, that spins the earth 
on its axis can handle finding your life partner. Don't you think? All the synchronicities that happen, the leaves falling at the perfect time, flowers blooming, birds hatching, waves crashing, the moon, the sun, all these things are happening without us being in charge or control. I'm pretty sure that they can also provide for all of your desires. And I know that for a fact, any desire that you have, any thought of a desire that you want is 99% done by the time you can think it. All you have to do, which is the effort, which is the action, is allow and trust and implement these new beliefs that, yes, I can enjoy my life. Yes, I can be financially abundant and have a great physical body and be healthy and high energy and love and all the things and have a great life partner. Now, this isn't without its opportunities for growing and learning, and that will come too. But through this process, the efforting, the action is really about sitting with your new belief systems and trusting and knowing that your good is available for you. It's so much less about the physical action. While I do want to caveat here, that is a part of it. It's so much less than we've been taught. It's inspired. It's not motivation. Motivation stems from fear that I need to fire myself up or else. I won't get any clients. I won't find that partner. I won't get the money, right? Like I won't be able to do the things I want to do with my life. I must stay motivated versus inspired. Inspired is a knowing, is a trusting in a belief that your good is available and ready for you. Those are two very different things. And when you're inspired, you get little nudges. And that is where you take action from. Like, hey, maybe I'll call Jennifer. Maybe I'll go to this coffee shop. Maybe I'll join this gym. Maybe I'll attend this event. And then that is where it all unfolds. Get curious. Once you can truly trust, you can truly believe, you assume this new higher self-identity, you can be like, oh, this is how it happens. I can't tell you the craziest synchronicities that I've had in my field. That's what I love about real estate. So I'm I'm a holistic life coach and I'm also a real estate agent. I'm a spiritual realtor. Like how crazy is that? Have you ever heard of that before? Probably not. It's very rare. I am who I am, whatever. Like you gotta be your true authentic self, right? And that works for me. But what's so cool about this is real estate can happen in a moment's notice. I could get a call after this episode from someone who heard about me through someone else in passing at one point because they attended my open house. Like all these little tiny things that I can assume are mundane steps in my business, that's what creates these miraculous connections. And that is the universe working. And so believing that what I'm doing is enough 
I'll get a random call from someone who's like, oh yeah, someone met you at a conference and they gave me your name. They gave me your business card because I need to sell my house. And I'm like, what? It's like, it's so much more fun this way than going out and painfully door knocking or doing something I don't want to do because I feel like I have to. And that's what's required of me to be successful. But the time I had to take to sit and trust and believe, that was the effort. That was the action. And I'll t- that for me was 10 times harder than rolling up my sleeves and going out there because I know I can do that. That's worked for me. But those results are shitty. I hated them. I attracted the wrong clients and I was exhausted and stressed and I didn't enjoy the journey. So the results weren't even good. It's all about enjoying this process of life allowing things to unfold, getting curious, and trusting the process. So there's a lot of little nuggets intertwined in today's episode. It's redefining effort. It's trusting the process. It's creating this new identity, this new belief system about who you are, and then taking effort and action from there, which is really about the effort and action in your inner world. The outer world action is so much less, like I said. One analogy that I loved, and I think I've mentioned this before, but Manifestation Babe, also another great podcast to check out. She talks about like, we have so much like weight on certain action steps when it comes to things that we really, really want. So thinking about action in the sense of finding a good ice cream shop, like When you are looking for an ice cream shop because you want an ice cream cone, it's not stressful. It's not worrisome. You're not worried you're not going to find an ice cream shop, right? Because you don't have any resistance against something like that. You just maybe go on Yelp, you find one, you get in your car, you drive to the place, you get out of your car, you walk into the ice cream shop, you order your ice cream, you pay for it, and you leave. That is the type of action that is required. It's our like resistance and weight and heaviness on the action that makes it so challenging and heavy. And we think that it needs to be effort, physical action, struggle, sacrifice type thing. No, 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 no. I'm here to tell you the action that's required to bring your desires into fruition is allowing. Allowing letting those little nudges come along. And just like getting your ice cream cone, you just take the little steps that you're nudged to do. You don't need to do more than you're capable of. That is an old paradigm that is shifting and changing. And you are going to be the source to change that for futures to come. I am so proud of myself for how far I've come on my journey. Six, seven years ago, I believed I was in control. I had to struggle, sacrifice, put in the hours, make it happen myself, and then my good would come, but only in small amounts. And I needed to budget and finance. Like I had to be careful about my finances, not overspend. There's only so much to go around. Like people with money are bad. Like those were my belief systems and the frameworks I worked from. And I was mis- I was not happy. I was unhappy. And now, while there's still challenges that come up, for sure, life is not without challenges. You're not going to leave unscathed. None of us get out of here alive, right? Their challenges do occur. 
But the day-to-day is so much lighter. It's easier. It's more fun. I feel in control because I'm in control of me. I make the choice to show up and trust and believe in certain things. And then I take the interaction on them and it creates the results of my life. Okay. I'm going to stop now because I feel like I could go on this forever and ever. And I'm just saying the same things in a different way over and over again. My hope is that you got something from this today. You heard something and you're like, she's right. I don't have to live like this. I'm choosing this for myself, which I'm my problem, but I'm also my solution. I can choose a different way and assume this new identity and act from this new identity and then watch it all unfold for you. Thank you as always for listening and until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In and thank you for listening.